Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pain to Purpose 2022. We are in a new year, and I'm excited about what is in store on this year. Um, I do appreciate the support that I received on last year. I started the podcast October last year and was completely surprised by the amount of support that I received. I appreciate those that have subscribed and have been sending monthly contributions. Uh, I pray that God bless you for sowing into into, uh, Pain to Purpose. On this year, we're going to start out with our first podcast, asking a question, are you truly seeking God? Are you truly seeking God? We're coming from Psalm 105, verses 3 through 4. It says, Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. When we look at the word seek, it means to pursue, to crave, or to go after with all your might. They sought God differently in the Old Testament. Um, In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for seek is bakwash, which means to require or to request. So um, a lot of times we see in the Old Testament where they're requiring of or requesting God's presence. Um, And also you also see where God requests um, the presence of a lot of those that he used in leadership um, to come spend time with him so that he can reveal things unto them. But... Um, this was how the Israelites sought God. They always needed God to show them or tell them before they would make the next move. They constantly requested his presence, mainly because they walked in fear. Instead of trusting what he told them, they were always looking for him to give some type of sign. Sounds like us, right? <laughs> um, and I, I want to put this little insert in there. We have to be careful on this year to follow God's instructions when he gives it to us rather than going back asking for confirmation after confirmation we need to be mindful and do it the first time Um, another Hebrew word for seek is darwash and it means to seek in praise and worship this is what David did he constantly sought out God's presence through his praise and his worship and that's good but there's more to it than just praise and worship when you move over to the New Testament, uh, the Greek word for seek is a teo, and it means to hunger, to desire, and to search for. And this is how Paul sought out God. He, he not only knew what God promised him, but because he knew God, he trusted God enough to step out and to do the work that God had called him to. He constantly sought after God, not because he doubted like we see in the Old Testament with the, the Israelites, but Paul sought after God um, because he knew without God, he couldn't do anything. And because of the relationship that he had with God and the love that he had for God, he desired his presence continually. It's just like when you're in a relationship with somebody, you, you can't wait to see them. If you're at work, it's like you can't wait to get home to, to see them. Or the next date, if you're in the dating phase or whatever, you have that desire to, to be around them. Um, and so Paul knew the only way to be more like God was to spend time with him and in his word and in prayer. Prayer, it's only a conversation with God. I hear people all the time say, you know, well, I don't know how to pray or I can't pray that good. And and, and it's, people put too much, um, I don't want to say emphasis, but it, it's literally, it's the conversation with God. 
Um, but there has to be a dialogue. It's, it's not just a monologue where we're constantly telling God, you know, what we need him to do or what we want him to do. But we have to take that moment and to listen to see what he is saying back to us as well, to allow him to talk to us as well. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, how can we expect to give a word without being in the word, without hearing from God? It's, it's a dangerous place to be in to try to speak on God's behalf or, you know, move on God's behalf if you're not spending time with God. Because if you're not spending time with him, then how can you, you know, know him? And so it's hard to speak about somebody that you don't know. So what does it mean to seek God? What does it mean to seek God? Seeking God means seeking his presence. The definition for presence in Hebrew is space. Some might ask, if God is omnipresent, meaning everywhere at the same time, then why do we have to seek his presence? Yes, because he is omnipresent. He is always near everything and everyone at the same time. And yes, in the sense of his covenant, you know, he's always with us. But the Bible tells us in more than 85 verses to seek God and to seek his presence continually. There are times in our lives when, you know, we become neglectful of God. Times when we don't give him any thought. Times when we find him unmanifested in our lives. We miss the presence of God because of our own carnal thoughts and desires. And they always try to overtake us, which is why the Bible says to seek him diligently. First Chronicles twenty-two nineteen says to set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. Philippians 4 and 8 tells us to think on things that are pure, honest, just, lovely, and of good report. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says to set our mind on things above. All of these are ways of seeking God. God reveals himself in his word, and that's where and how we seek him. In order to seek God wholeheartedly, we have to move away from the things and the people we know are blocking us or causing us not to want to seek him. We won't grow or overcome without seeking God. Uh, Romans lets us know to re, uh, renew our minds daily. Romans chapter 12, to be, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Um, I believe it's Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so the only way to be able to renew our minds or to know what it is that God is doing or wants us to do or who he is or even who we are in him is to seek him and to seek him in his word and to seek him in prayer and to uh, put our, our flesh under subjection. And, only, and the only way to do that is to feed our spirit. How do we feed our spirit? Fasting, praying, and the word of God. What keeps us from seeking God? Number one, pride. That's the greatest obstacle when it comes to seeking God because we make it about us. And, you know, sometimes um, people will say, you know, a lot of people you hear say, well, I'm shy, I have, I, I can't speak in front of people. And, and some people may not consider that pride, but in an essence it is because it's making it about you. Anytime we make something about us instead of God, that's a form of pride. So even being shy can be considered a form of pride when you're choosing to allow that to take place of what it is that you need to do for God or with God or um, regarding anything that God has called you to do. Where um, when you're in pride, you're more concerned about me, myself, and I, and you know what I want and what I need and what's best for me. 
we become so consumed with our own wants and needs that we lose focus on the desires um, and God's will for our lives. Humility is essential when it comes to God. We must give up I for him. And so again, pride is, is one of the number one ways um, or number one things that keep us from seeking God when we make it all about us. I've heard the acronym ego concerning pride, um, edging God out. When you make it about you, there's, there's no room for God. And so again, that's pride. Uh, number two, having religion and not relationship. Religion says, I'm going to let man dictate my walk and my call and who I am to be and how I'm to go about. Relationship says, I spend time with God and he leads me by his spirit. So now I can try the spirit by the spirit because I know what his word says about me. You know, in order to have a relationship with somebody, again, like I was saying earlier, you have to spend time with that individual. It's hard to get to know someone if you're not spending time with them. And so, again, um, that religiosity will keep us from truly knowing God in the way that he has called us to know him, if you're not careful. Um, number three, rejecting the truth of the word. A lot of times we twist the word to make the wrong things we do right. We aren't called to make the truth of the word tolerable, but we are called to make it clear. You know, um, a lot of times, like I say, and, and, and that falls in religiosity too, we'll use scripture to beat people over the head or we'll use scripture to try to justify the things that we do that we know aren't pleasing to God. And ultimately, we're not fooling nobody but ourselves because we can't fool God. And so... Um, that that's another re another way um, another thing that keeps us from truly seeking God. Number four, we just don't want to flat out. Um, we enjoy carnal living and satisfying the flesh more than holy living and, and following after the Spirit of God. And you know, I dislike the fact that you know a lot of people feel as though they can't be Christian or can't live a life pleasing to God and still enjoy life. And that's far from the truth. There's no other life that's more enjoyable than the life in God. It's in him that we live, that we move, that we have our being. And apart from him, we're nothing. You know, the tangible things, they only last for a while. The only thing that's going to stand is the word of God. Everything else, the word lets us know, everything else is going to wither but the word of God will stand. And so there's no other life that we should even try to focus on living aside from a life pleasing unto God. And it's, again, not of our, our works, but it's because of Christ. The word says in Ephesians, it's not by any works that man should boast, but it's only because of God's grace. It's not because of anything. There's nothing that we could ever do or say to make us, um, you know, or to cause God to love us more, to cause God to do this, to cause God to do that. When Jesus gave his life, he said, it is finished. So everything that we could ever need or want was already provided when Jesus gave his life. We're just here in the physical, uh, in the natural, awaiting the manifestation of it in the natural, but everything has already been provided. The word of God lets us know that God knows our ending from our beginning. He, God is outside of time. 
And so because he is outside of time, he knows everything there is to know, everything to come, everything before, everything that's, you know, that is, that isn't like God knows it all. And so there's nothing is a surprise to him. And so we have to acknowledge the fact that there's nothing that we could ever do or say to make God love us more than what he already has when he created us, when he gave his son for us. And in doing so, when in in the creating of us, he's already equipped us and um, given provision for everything that we could ever need or want. The word lets us know that before we even call out to him, he already knows our need. And so it's up to us to receive by the hands of faith everything that God has for us and what builds our faith. The word lets us know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so in order to build our faith and to, you know, know what the next steps are and to get the instruction and to make our, our spirit man sensitive to the voice of God is by spending time in his word and spending time with him in prayer and also some time fasting putting our flesh under subjection, allowing our spirit man to rise up. And and so, again, um, that, that carnal living and that the, the thoughts will cause us, if you're not careful, um, and if we're not taking those thoughts captive and casting down imagination, then we'll find ourselves outside of the will of God. And that's not a place that we want to be in. We can't be indifferent when it comes to the things of God. And to be indifferent is to be without concern or to care less either way. Isaiah 45 and 20 and in Matthew 22 and 5 talk about this. You know, we can't have the attitude either. Well, I don't care either way. That That's not the attitude that we're supposed to have. And, and so we can't think that God doesn't reward for diligence or that he doesn't punish for slightness. Yes, God is a gracious God. And the word lets us know that it's because of his mercies that we're not consumed. However, he is still a God of correction. And so we reap, you know, either the reward or the consequence of our action. And so we have to be mindful of that. Um, Even the attitude that we have and the motive behind the things that we do. We can't be so caught up in the works of ministry or too too busy um, with work or family and whatever else that causes us to neglect our relationship with God, that it causes uh, us not to seek him daily and in everything. And so the word lets us know, you know, our righteousness is as filthy rags. There's nothing that we could ever do to make ourselves righteous. It's only because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And to be righteous, is it, it means to be in right standing with God. And what makes us in right standing with God was the sacrifice of his son. And so keeping ourselves humble before him and to to be humble is to acknowledge the fact that God, without you, I am nothing. I can't do anything apart from you. But with you, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And in my weaknesses, you are made strong. And so it's that we have to have that dependency upon God, recognizing that, you know, there's nothing that we could ever do without him. Nothing 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 if, if God's not in it it's not going it has an expiration date it's not going to last it, it may be joyful for a moment but trust me if, it, if it's not of God it's, it's not going to last that whether it's a relationship whether it's a job whether whatever if it, if it wasn't ordained by God it's not going to last 
And so um, we have to continually have a repentant heart. And, and to be repentant is simply to turn away from our own way and to turn to God's way. Jesus, he made atonement for our sins, but it's up to us to repent when we fall short. And the word lets us know all have fallen short. Right? And so that, that's why his grace is there to cover us. Now, let me make this disclosure. Grace is not a license to sin. However, when we fall short, his grace is sufficient. And so grace gives us what we don't deserve and his mercy doesn't give us what we do deserve. So in other words, when we slip up and mess up, things can be much worse than what, what they are, but because of his mercy, they, they aren't. So there's a difference in knowing him and knowing about him. I can't know God based on your relationship with him. Now, because I see your relationship with him and how he moves in your life, that in itself should cause me to want to go and to have my own relationship with him. But I can't get to heaven. I can't get to know him solely based on your relationship. I have to have that relationship with him for myself. The rela relationship with God is personal. And so, again, there's a difference in knowing him and knowing about him. Um, you know... We have leaders. They can tell us about God all day, every day. We go to church on Sundays, Bible study, um, online, however you attend service. You know, the leaders are there to help us to understand and to, and to know about him. But again, they can't seek God for us or, or have a relationship with him for us. We have to do that ourselves. We have to have our own personal relationship with him. And we have to seek God and be in relationship. Um the manifest presence of God, it, it doesn't fall on an empty altar. And, and what I mean by that is we have to, the word says to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. All of this is a, is a part of seeking him and who he is and who we are. Our identity is in him. But how do we get to know that if we're not spending time with him? What does his word say about me? And so we have to ask ourselves, you know, have we been putting our own cares before God? Have we been neglecting our relationship with God? Have we been really giving our all to God? Have we been seeking God before making decisions? A lot of times we make the decision, then when it wasn't the right decision, then we seek God. When we could have saved ourselves from a whole mess of stuff, had we sought him out first? Are we spending time in prayer and in the word? And, and um, trust me, this is to myself first. And so if we can't answer yes to even just a few of these questions that I've asked, um, there's, well, there's a whole lot more questions we can ask to, to question ourselves to see if we're truly seeking and spending time with him. But with just those few questions that I just asked, if, if we can't answer yes to all those, then we first need to admit, repent, and then change the behavior. A repentant heart causes us to change our behavior. To repent of it means we, we don't want to, to be in that no more. We want to turn away from that. And so on this year, because there's a whole lot that God is going to do and reveal in the year 2022. I know leaders say that year after year after year after year. But I truly believe God is speaking, has been speaking. Um, but it's up to us to position ourselves to hear from him. 
and that is getting in our quiet time, getting in our prayer closet. Sometimes we have to put the phone down. Sometimes we have to cut our social media. Sometimes we have to cut people out. Whatever it takes to spend that necessary time with him, do it. And you know, it could be five minutes one day, 10 minutes the next day, because I know some people have a hard time sitting in silence. I mean, it can be awkward sometimes when you're just sitting there, like I'll pray and then I'm like listening for God to speak and it's kind of just like sitting there, it's this awkward silence, but that's okay. And the more you position yourself to hear from him, the more his voice becomes clear. His word says that his sheep know his voice and a stranger we will not follow. And so his voice isn't foreign to us um, if we're spending the necessary time getting to know him. And so if we position ourselves to hear from him, he speaks. We just have to, to slow down and to take time out to listen. And so I pray that you are encouraged um, on today. And again, we have to ask ourselves, are we truly seeking God? You don't want to miss out on what it is that God is doing. And, and not just because of you know the, the blessings and everything that's um, attached to it, but because of who he is. We, see, we worship God because of who he is. We praise him and thank him because of what he's done, but because of who he is, we worship him. And that in itself should cause us to want to spend more time and to seek him. Faith, the acronym for faith is forsaking all. I trust him. And so I would encourage you again in this time to seek him truly. Spend that time with him. If you have any prayer requests, you can always um, send me your prayer request. Um, you can text it to me, 678-253-2553, or you can call me. And I pray that you're encouraged, and I pray that you be blessed. I love you, and anything you can do about it.